0: (laughs) yeah it just started saying recording and i'm freaking out
1: hello. Another episode of the All of It podcast in the books. This one is super special. I really put myself out there in reaching out for this podcast interview because, as you know, the last few episodes have been full-on cozy friend vibes, and I was, like, kind of nervous to get myself out there again and talk to people that I didn't necessarily know, but It was such a pleasure to sit down and have a conversation with Rachel and Rebecca, the founders of Twinks, which is, if you're a bra wearer, it's, like, revolutionary, Um, but they have designed a bra to work with your body and your outfit, so if you're familiar with bra lines on your t-shirts ruining the whole outfit vibe... Um, they have created a bra that just completely eliminates that and not only that they're going to be launching loungewear and basics and all of that good stuff because their mission is really to help women live more confident and comfortable lives and if that is not a mission I can get behind I don't know what is. Um, so it was it was truly a pleasure to sit down with them and talk not only about the product that they created and the brand that they're building, but also just how they've been able to stick with it through the whole pandemic since they did launch back in March. So it's been a full year-long pandemic business build. <laughs> so maybe you're not a bra wearer and this um, part doesn't really resonate with you, but if you are interested in women in business and building a business during a pandemic this episode is incredible so without further ado let's get into it thank you guys so much for meeting today on a saturday and let it be noted that we are recording on Valentine's day which feels oh. extremely fitting oh my god it it is. Is. Yeah. wait february 13th is Galentine's day yeah. oh, okay. happy Galentine's okay. day cheers <laughs> it felt very fitting for kind of what we're talking about today and yeah hey, yeah
0: no problem thanks for having us
1: we are so excited yeah we are so excited <laughs> i think like the first thing we can do um is just kind of introduce yourselves a little bit, which is the worst <laughs> and the hardest thing to do, but um, just to get people like acquainted with you and also, honestly, to distinguish your voices from one another, because there <laughs> okay. are two people on the other line here, so... Oh my God! We talked about that. that is I know so that funny. no one's gonna be able to tell
0: our voices apart because apparently we sound alike to us. We don't, but whatever. Um, so yeah, well, I'm Rebecca. This is Rebecca speaking, <laughs> <laughs> and our background um, is certainly not this—certainly not apparel design or product development—but we are uh, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and went to Ole Miss, like we talked about. And after graduating, I took the first job I could. Uh, To get to DC, which was an an insurance, and so my thought was move to a fun city with my friends, and I can pivot when I get there. But as the story goes, I just kept getting promoted within this company, (laughs) and kind of got stuck in insurance. And so I lived in DC for six years, and then transferred to our Charlotte office for a couple years, and then I met my now husband, who was living in Atlanta at the time, and we thought that Greenville, South Carolina, was such a cute little town that we kind of met in the middle, uh, is in the middle of Charlotte and Atlanta. And so that's where we are now. And I've been kind of leading a double life with twinks and being an insurance broker since, for like four years now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we are identical twins. So this is Rachel now. <laughs> so I get it, we do We, we do sound alike. But um, yeah, so after college, I went to Atlanta, um, worked in an ad agency, for a couple of years and then my now husband's job moved him to Asheville, North Carolina. He's a developer. So um, I moved there, worked in marketing I'm w- with the same company I've been with for seven years, but now I'm part-time and freelancing. So I'm kind of split part-time with that, part-time with Twinks, um, but yeah, Rebecca's in her full-time gig still. So that's a fun. challenge and a fun, but hopefully we'll be full-time Twinks at some point soon. Yeah.
1: Yes. I love that. And I'm glad you guys kind of gave a little bit of background too, of like the jobs you're doing now, whether that be freelance or another full-time job, because I think we always like glamorize starting your own business and uh, think that it just happens overnight. And in the reality is like, you're working multiple jobs just to make your dream work.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Right. That was, uh, the worst advice we ever got at the very beginning was quit your day job so you'll have a fire lit under your ass. I'm like, no, my day job funds this. I like, mean, we'd be <laughs> yeah. out for four years. Like, no, I can't live on. I here. mean, I mean, yeah, I would say keep it. Keep yeah. it and if you're funding it with your yeah, you got hustle, to. You have to.
1: Uh, I watched Shark Tank last night and they always say that. And I vocally am so annoyed. I'm like to my boyfriend, I'm like, they cannot keep saying that to people that it's just not right. Really? It's I think it's Mark Cuban's biggest pet
0: peeve. I think he wants everyone to quit their day job. Kevin like, too, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. About it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, but you can't. It's Some unrealistic. Just, yeah. It's unrealistic unless you're a trust fund baby. But yeah. it's it's insane.
1: But I think it goes to show too, like if you can balance both the passion that you have for what you're trying to create, I think it it really goes to show like how much you kind of want to move it forward. Um, but I also love that you had mentioned getting stuck because first of all, that's my worst fear. (laughs) It's so (laughs) true. Like, you're like, I'm just going to pivot. I'll do this for now. But like, in reality, you kind of have to be strategic with like, you you could get stuck so easily. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely. When you're dumb, young and dumb and just like, well, I'll just pivot when I get there. No, you won't. You're Young and dumb. Yeah. And it gets comfortable. Like getting yeah. that paycheck gets kind of comfy. But, and don't get me wrong, my company is wonderful. Like, there's no hate there. I just, it's not what I want to do. I have more personality than insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's a shockingly boring answer when someone's like, What do you do? Yeah. I'm like, Don't tell them. <laughs> say, say a lion tamer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a very impressive company
1: yeah whatever so, whatever <laughs> in both of your backgrounds though like the skills that you get in these other jobs can be transferred into like what you're creating here and I would love to know kind of like what year or like what even sparked your um desire to create twinks because first of all I hate the bra line like no one ever talks about it and I felt like I was like Oh my God, I hate this, but like, I guess this is just life and I'm living with it. Like what made you take this, like low key hatred and annoyance of these lines, to, like create it into a business. Oh my God. I love that you said that
0: because it's true. So it's, it's always been a pet peeve of ours and we've talked about it like since, I mean years And so one day, it was in 2016, we were on the phone with each other, and I was getting dressed to go somewhere, and I was changing my shirt because the bra lines were showing through, and I was like, it's ruining my outfit, whatever, I'm changing. And I was like, why don't they, to her, said, why don't they make a bra that incorporates like an undershirt into the bra where you don't have to actually wear an undershirt? And she was like, you have told me that idea like 15 times. I was like, I have. (laughs) She was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I did like massive research to see if it existed. Cause I don't think that's that innovative. Like I was like, surely someone's done that. Right. Just like a fabric overlay that goes above the cup line. Right. That's not that we, unusual. Innovative. So I looked into it. No one had it. There were a few that had like a mesh overlay, but it was like, like for more of a sexy look. It yeah, wasn't to sex appeal. smooth out that line. So I did more research on like factories just to see what a prototype would cost. And so I called a factory in South Carolina because I've read that actually a lot of hosiery factories are in the North and South Carolina. So I called one and explained it to them and was like, what would it cost to just get a sample or prototype of it? And I don't remember how much it was, but it wasn't anything. I was like, Oh, let me just do that. So they did it. It's—I uh, mean—it was not a good prototype. When it came, Rachel, I think, cried because <laughs> she thought that was it. She thought that was, it was like, gonna be it. <laughs> she got what I was talking about. Why would she do it this way? <laughs> and I thought that would be it. But so then it just kind of sparked the itch. So we were like, okay, well, they can't do it. But wait, what about another? So we found this company, this website called Maker's Row. Oh, um, Maker's Row is the best. It's good, and it—it it essentially is like social media for factories and designers. Like you type in what you're looking for. It gives Genius. you a list of factories that like specialize in lingerie or active or whatever it is, and so we found a company in San Francisco and started working with them. Got a few more samples. It just like kind of we, we piecemealed it until we finally got it right because they ended up not being able to do it at all. We wasted nine months with them. <laughs> found a company in Baltimore that we went up there to meet them. Worked with Under Armour. They were great, but they knew off the bat. They didn't have the machines. They didn't have the capabilities to do it because we were insistent on having a moldy cup and that's really hard to find Mm -hmm. in the States. And finally, we were so fed up that we utilized LinkedIn because again, no background in this. We started typing in LinkedIn, anyone in design or the apparel space and started reaching out with to anyone who would give us 10 minutes on a phone call to explain our situation and be like, what do we need? Like what, what, what are we missing? And nine out of 10 people said, you need a product developer. And we're what? I, I don't even know if I knew what that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just like stalked people on LinkedIn. And then finally a woman we talked to was like, I'm not taking new clients, but Matt, um, I think they used to work together. Friend Thomas Becker is great. He worked at Under Armour and all these reputable places. And so we oh. connected with him, hired him and he was our developer and like, He's, consulted with yeah. factories he knew the lingo he could do a tech pack like all the things we were like oh we needed him years ago right he's but, the best. <laughs> shout out thomas becker love him <laughs> yeah so that's really the very yeah. long version to answer your question <laughs> yeah. because it's true people do romanticize starting company it was hard there was, was a hard. lot of frustrated tears <laughs> yeah but challenge. so that's how we came up with it, it took four years but Yeah. I was going to say
1: what, so it took four years from like the idea to getting it actually like physical thing in your hand that you were happy with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad no one told us it would take that long. Exactly.
1: It was a luxury actually (laughs) to not know that. Yeah. But (laughs) no, maybe that's something to be said. Like if we actually knew how hard it was, maybe people would give up a little too early. But since we are just like, waiting for that moment that it sticks we just keep going and yeah. that's kind of magical
0: I mean, every step seemed promising so we're like we can't quit now well we can't quit now Yeah, I mean, ignorance is bliss yeah it really is <laughs> so wow. at
1: what year was it where you had the prototype that you were happy with and that kind of like started getting the ball rolling
0: I probably may of 2019 oh wow remember. 18 i feel like it was late 18 where we had a like we were like this is close. Oh, remember yeah. where we were going. Yeah, but then after that, like we would move a cup of three eight eighth of an inch or something. Or oh yeah, but we were a lot closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if we hired Thomas, I guess. I think it was the end of two thousand eighteen. Yeah, maybe two thousand eighteen when we started getting samples, being like, yes, yes we this were is close. A, yeah, this and is. And then gone. our final sample I think was May of two thousand nineteen, and then kind of took. A few months to get bulk order. and then yeah, had, yeah. They were waiting on like bulk material forever. Yeah. From there. I think we've, they the product finally got here in January or February of 2020. So that's why we were like, whatever March we're launching. Don't care. Don't give a shit about COVID. <laughs> well, we didn't know. COVID. We were like March 17th. We announced it and then COVID. March
1: 17th. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe that. <laughs> it
0: was like the first day of yeah. everyone better stay home. We're like, Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. everyone stay healthy, but also like buy this bra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
1: gonna was going to be help. my next question, too. It's like, what? I mean, I guess you were so far along in the process, but like, what in you was telling you, like, no, we have to push forward? Like, we can't put this off for another year? Yeah, Hell no.
0: No, it was never going to That wasn't an option. we worked too hard for so long to work and we announced it in like February. We're having a March 17th launch date. So it was, that wasn't an option. We'd still be waiting. Yeah. We're still in it. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know what COVID was either. So like at first, I think we were supposed to stay home for two weeks and then it was like four weeks. And so like, we'd still be like, there's just no point. We are like, we've waited four years. We've already pushed back like what we thought we were going to launch three or four times like I don't care we're launching we don't care it's not it wasn't a brick and mortar either so like it's just a website we were paying for that anyway but yeah like to our point earlier it sure it was um challenging marketing a product that no one's wearing in a pandemic (laughs) and everyone kept talking about it and I was like at least we're not wearing bras damn damn it it. (laughs) (laughs) shut up but I feel more productive than a bra i gotta put on a (laughs) bra that's hilarious i mean it's kind of we were lucky actually to not be too established yet like we had no salaries to cut we had no one to fire we didn't have like set process in place so we had to pivot away from all of a sudden um and so we kind of used the time for like our customers to get to know us and like sell ourselves as cheesy as that was because like COVID was such a, there's like a camaraderie where it made it easy to be like, holy shit. What kind of, yeah, this is a disaster. Right. So it kind of made us more comfortable to be candid in front of our customers. And we love hearing from them. Yeah. Now we're so comfortable. We'll throw up a design and apparel design and have on them Instagram, vote. Yeah. Yeah. Have them vote
1: on it. We love hearing
0: from them. We want them to get to know us, grow with us. Yeah. So it kind of made it easy, straight out the gates. Yeah. It was fun.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good, a good positive spin on it too, because I think the most important part these days too, and I've worked with a lot of brands and doing their social and all of that is getting to know the people behind the product. And you guys are both so charming and charismatic that like, it is not only your product. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, But it is, it is both of you, you know, like you are a reflection of what you're creating and people are not only buying the bra, but they're like, buying the experience with you and like the the camaraderie that you bring with your brand so i think that is a really important silver lining that you got to experience is is having the space to get closer to your customers yeah under for sure
0: Mm -hmm. that was so nice of you thank you that's how we like really try to stand out yeah (laughs) it's like get in front of the brand we want to be as transparent and candid as possible some will even say blunt at times but it is
1: what it is yeah (laughs) And I think in today's like age of social media, that is important because there are a million brands out there. It's like, what makes you different? It's you, it's the person who's creating it. Um, So I think that really allows you to stand out in such like a um, large market of apparel. And was that something that you considered too? Like, were you scared? Like I imagine just starting your own business in general is just terrifying. It's like, how, how did you navigate like, trying to stand out in the apparel industry, in the bra industry? Yeah, it's hard. Um, definitely hard. The bra itself really, I feel like, makes us stand out. There
0: really was nothing. I mean, we looked, I went to malls, like lingerie shops, like looking for exactly what I was talking about. There really wasn't anything. So like having the overlay in the actual design that goes above the cup line, like that really was unique. So that definitely helps. And like, pushing towards like, this will smooth you out more of a rational way of dressing rather than like, this looks sexy. Um, but then yeah, on social media and stuff, we're very transparent. Like we don't know what we're doing and we've been very candid about that. And, um, just being in the forefront, like we have like a, a lot of brands that we love and I'm like, I could not tell you who the founders are. I don't know how old they are, who they are. Uh, and it's like i'm like why not it's i don't know yeah just think about the companies you do know the founders of like whitney wolf on bumble you feel like so much more emotionally attached to that company because you feel like you know them therefore you're yeah invested in this company that you i mean don't know much about but you so have so much respect for her and i'm like yeah and by the way, hats off to her. She became a billionaire. <laughs> I she, know, I
1: saw that. That's amazing.
0: Yesterday. True. And that's another thing that we are actually another reason we might stand out is that we are a true bootstrapping startup, which I think a lot of companies will lead you to believe. But if you do a little research, you find out that there's like a little trust fund behind that, or <laughs> yeah, you know, we got like, no savings. We did it completely on our own. Yeah. And I, as weird as it sounds, I think that's a standout today because not, that's not very common. Yeah. A lot of people have investors or yeah, some borrow money from their parents or, which is fine, jealous, but we didn't do that.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and with that too, it's like, have you guys always wanted to own your own business? Like what was your thought process in even embarking on this experience? Like, you know, cause I, I, I do feel like again, with social media, you see everybody running their own business now. And like we said, it's a little bit glamorized, but was this something like a dream that you had like your whole life or? Uh, not, no, not really. I mean, there was
0: moment, like we felt like we should be working together. We've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, I guess, because like when we were little, we would make stationery from clip art (laughs) and sell it door to door on the holidays <laughs> was it the holidays yeah it was the holidays because it was for thank you cards and we'd just use a hanukkah and christmas set <laughs> clip art and we would go sell it as two old five-year-olds who who the hell is going to say no to two cute like little to t- our neighbors yeah we'd sell it to our neighbors to raise money for our christmas presents so like those little things like we loved making our own money and doing what we wanted so funny so I don't think it occurred to us to actually like, we could start a business, but something felt like we should. Like looking back on how we grew up, we were rule breakers. We were always in trouble. So it kind of makes sense that having a boss would not be for us. Yeah. And it's just like Sarah Blakely, before creating Spanx, um, sold fax machines door to door. And in an interview once she said, (laughs) it felt like she was in the wrong movie and couldn't find the director that we're like, yes, yes that's yes. what it was like. We felt like we should be doing something yeah. together, but we didn't know what, couldn't pinpoint it. And then this pet peeve just sparked up. Oh, yeah. It like, that fell into place. It wasn't like, we need to start a business. What should we start? It was right. like, this is annoying. I think there's a way to solve it. Oh wait, this could be a business. <laughs> uh
1: huh. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So
1: yeah. And isn't that how like the best ideas come about anyway? It's like solving uh-huh. your own problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think, think so, I, I think think so too. The people who, a lot of people on Shark Tank, for instance. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know. They're like, we always want to be- run a business. So we looked at what we could create. And I like, know. I'm like, that doesn't have- sound very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any passion behind that?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. And now I'm like just in the Shark Tank brain, but it's so true. Every time I hear that, I'm like, wait a second. There are people out here who have dreamt about different things their whole life with passion behind it. Yeah, she was like, Yeah,
0: I'm out of my boss. I want to start a business.
1: What do <laughs> I do? Honestly, at the same time, it's probably what you guys felt too. It's like there's never going to be a right time, and maybe you have a job, maybe you have a side hustle, or you're doing freelance, but like you have to start now, or you're never going to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you're you have the luxury of being on your own timeline, so like. Just do it. If something comes up and you have to pause for a second, that's fine. No one's waiting on you. You're on your own timeline. So, yeah, it's there are definitely pros and cons to kind of just starting out, not knowing everything, trying to navigate because no one's really expecting anything of you except for Mm -hmm.
1: yourself. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And with that, too, like, what do you think in your experience creating Twings has been, the most challenging and also the most rewarding experience. I think having the concept of both is really helpful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's easy.
0: Challenging everything, rewarding nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most discouraging podcast episode. No, (laughs) no, I'm totally kidding. God. Um, (laughs) Challenging, I mean... The critics, oh yeah, shame us. I would say (laughs) for not having expanded sizes, which we are working on. Believe us, we want it too. Yeah, they shame us for not having the XXXL or XXX small. Um, It's very hard. It's very expensive, and it would have come at the cost of the quality of the bra. So we can't do that straight out the gates. It seems to piss people off. Yeah, we're not being inclusive. We want to be don't worry, like, yeah, and I used to be that way, too, now I get it, it's just expensive, and people don't get it, like, if you're actually bootstrapping it, it's, you. we just couldn't, and it's hard to convey that, yeah, sure, and I understand people, why they want it so bad, but just believe us, we're working on it, (laughs) (laughs) and an internal struggle that I, or challenge that I have is, like, not knowing what the best next step is, like, is there something out there that we should be doing that we're not doing because we don't know about it? Or yeah. and a sales opportunity, opportunity or PR opportunity that we're not taking advantage of? And like, it's so hard not to, I mean, so hard to know what you don't know. And I used to really struggle with that. Like any, uh, taking downtime used to make me feel so guilty. Like, cause I felt like I should always be doing something towards the business. I was so annoying. Yeah. She was so annoying. You (laughs) you really have to like disconnect for a second. Yeah. Rach taught me, I just need tough love and don't sub reality. And that's what Rach is good at. And my husband would remind me like the best is yet to come. Like it's going to take a while. And I don't know, there's just a nightmare of the very beginning where I'd like cry every night. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) real treat. Sucks the fun out of it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's like a hustle mindset. It's like, You do start to think like, if I'm not doing something for this business all day, every day, then like, why am I even doing this? You know, like, it takes you in. Yeah, for sure.
0: Cause burnout. So, like, you can't do it. You need downtime. Yeah. It's an investment on yourself and your family and your friends. Like, yeah, take the downtime. Yeah. Another, I I swear I'm gonna get to rewards soon. But one more challenge. (laughs) It's good to talk about the challenges, though. I think it is, but it's like it's it's, also easy. I don't want to. It's so easy to talk about the hard stuff. So don't be discouraged, listeners. Mm Yeah. Um. Is the emphasis on, and we're guilty of it too. Is the emphasis on social media following? Like we launched not even a year ago, and like it seems that a lot of organizations that want to support startups, really only want to do it if you can help them. Like there was a, Oh my God, there was a publication at the beginning of COVID, which I swear to I would name them if I remembered which one it was, but they had a, we'll help small business. We'll help you. If you've launched on COVID, we'll help you get off the ground. Get your name out there. So obviously we're going to take advantage of that. And the application, there was a minimum of, you had to have 10,000 Instagram followers in order to apply. So, so we're like, okay, so you're not looking to help us little guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm like, you want someone to share your like, you'll scratch our back if we scratch yours, and we can't. Yeah, we, we're, a small. we're not need any help. But so there, the <sighs> emphasis on that is discouraging. It's such a catch twenty two. Like, we'll get ten thousand followers, but we need exposure. Well, you we can't get exposure unless you have ten thousand followers. So. Yeah, it's so annoying. Whatever. Um, but rewards. reward. <laughs> <laughs> it really is rewarding. And it's, it happens a lot and it really does not get old when someone we don't know buys a bra. <laughs> it's so simple. There's nothing to that. And, or leaves a or, review or a, we get DMs on Instagram. All the time. That we're just like text back and forth. I'm like, oh, did you see, you know, Sarah Smith? Oh my God. She is so sweet. Yeah. I love I'm like, it. just like, not like a lot. I just got the bra. I love it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just so nice. Yeah. It's I, I
1: feel the same when people would buy like a book that I didn't know. I would like yell to my boyfriend, "A stranger just bought my book!" Finally, like, that's what I do too. Because you're like, oh, increase brand awareness. Like it's just the it's
0: smallest little reward. I'm like it's just one person, but I love it. Yeah, it's so rewarding. Which, by the way, it's so cool that you wrote a book. Oh, I know. I read that before. I was like, oh my god, she looks younger than us too. She has a published book. <laughs>
1: Crap. You are younger than us. It's, you it's funny because how do I explain this? It's like what I try to get across in everything that I do, which is like this podcast and the book, it's like, no, no, like you can do this. Like I, it was a self-published book. If you save up a little money, put some time and effort in like, you can also do it. You know, that's why I like to talk about the challenges of like creating a business or like whatever I'm talking about with a guest, because it's like, yeah, it's difficult, but like if we can do it, and you have your heart and your soul into it too, like you can also kind of create whatever you want as well. That's what I try to get across. So it's Uh self-published. So it is a little easier than actually published, but it's like, it still takes so
0: much discipline. Yeah, I
1: know. Thank you. And I think you guys touched on so many important things like uh, partnerships, putting yourself out there, followers, like, Okay, first off, the follower thing really gets me because I manage um Instagrams for a couple small businesses, and even I on the back end, like doing engagement, um, writing their content, I'm like, I'm looking at the followers and in reality, what does that mean? you know like you're not I'm not looking at their sales, maybe their sales are incredible. like why do we have to put such an emphasis on this? imaginary number where half of them are bots like half of them are not engaged consumers you know
0: real that's exactly right like followers don't convert sales necessarily so like what do you care if i have i could have a hundred thousand followers i could buy a hundred thousand right now
1: yeah Yeah, that's true i could buy them exactly oh my god it's so irritating and it, it has really trickled over into so many industries when we used to be able to go out in life here. I would be out with some friends and they'd be like, yeah, I went on a casting and one of the criteria was putting your follower count um, for the casting.
0: Oh, I think I heard that on your podcast. Someone said that um, (laughs) as actress. Yeah. That was like, what are you kidding? That's more shocking than people wanting it from us. But like, that that's based on talent <laughs> it's so not instagram weird. followers that it was so weird that was eye opening because everything's like, about promotion uh-huh. yeah like, if, it, if they can share movie trailers to 400 people people don't care it's, it's annoying right And believe me we want Instagram followers. I mean we'll take them for sure but right. I can't believe there's such an emphasis on yeah. it it's, it's absurd
1: completely yeah. and it and like we said it's like it's all about like the marketing and promotion, but what about partnering with smaller brands? Like even what we're doing now, of course the podcast is not like reaching millions, but it's like to be able to have a conversation, a genuine conversation and and have a couple people really resonate with what you're creating. Isn't that more valuable, you know? Exactly,
0: yes. 100%, making real connection. Right, yes, absolutely.
1: Um, And with that too, like how have you guys felt about putting yourself out there, which is exactly what you're doing in this very moment. And what I've realized myself too, it's like, it was like a resolution for 2021. Okay. I am going to be uncomfortable and put myself out there, which honestly, actually, this is a funny story. So I saw your post on the Facebook group about like, Hey, looking for some podcasts to be on whatever. Um, And I was like, it was 2021. I'm pretty sure it was like the beginning of the year or maybe right before. And I was like, This is out of my comfort zone. Like I usually get friends of friends or like other people. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. And I was like, Da-da-da-da. Yes. I'm <laughs> so <Bless> you.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you did.
1: Yeah. Because I really was like, I'm just gonna
0: put it on there, but like no one's gonna respond. So don't get excited. Yeah, we got it that mental fine. like. We were at the mental state where we're like, mm, ask and ask and you shall receive. Just ask. Yeah. Like just put yourself out there. Whatever. And I think vulnerability is endearing. Like be vulnerable. Yeah. Put yourself out there. See what happens. Yeah. But sure, it can be uncomfortable at times. <laughs> it is. Like, yeah. There are definitely times I'm like, oh god, our friends are going to be so cringed out. <laughs> thing, yeah but to hell with them who cares yeah I, no I know I'm not saying don't do it I'm just kidding
1: I, I completely agree. agree though every time I'm like promoting something that I'm creating and I'm like oh god I almost want to block you all from seeing this like <laughs> I love but
0: then that like, yeah. pleasantly not surprise you like everyone we know and friends of friends are so supportive yeah so it's like oh I should have done this once ago right? yeah. yeah so
1: that's good definitely and have you guys like Um, I know we talked about this as one of your first podcasts, but how have your experiences been kind of putting yourself out there?
0: Good. I mean, with the exception of that publication, who required 10,000 followers, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had some, we've been featured in some, and people have been responsive they take a moment and look at the actual product and they usually want to try the product. And again, thank God we didn't compromise on quality because everyone i feel like we've gotten a lot of good reviews which is am so yeah. grateful for so i think i mean it's been a pretty good response yeah and we've gotten some good mentions like we did do a little pr early no not really this year last year and we got some mentions in like atlanta magazine jezebel magazine so yeah, yeah it's you just have to like do it there's nothing to lose either right um but we also like put ourselves out there a lot on Instagram. Like even with the, the story she just posted of me and that stupid filter.
1: Like I'm like, you just
0: have to if people don't think it's funny, fun. Yeah. It's you like you be yourself. You just gotta go.
1: So it
0: usually gets a good response. Yeah. We're
1: lucky. Yeah, like we said, it's it's valuable to to really put your most authentic self out there and be vulnerable. You know, yeah. like, I think that was a, a key word. Like being vulnerable is really that risk is worth the reward that comes out of it in the end.
0: Yeah. Really. I I don't know any story where someone's put themselves out there, out there, been vulnerable and get shot down. Like that would be horrible. Yeah. Um,
1: And too, you mentioned um, that one of the criticisms was the fact that you didn't have like more size options. Um, And I think that coupled with the fact that you are not compromising on the quality of your product doubled over by COVID not allowing you to like be in these factories and be in with your like workers and like designing new products to be able to fit that criteria. How are you navigating that? Like I know it's of course so difficult to get these types of criticisms but also like you're working towards it but also COVID's putting a roadblock. Like I know it's probably a like a very long form question, but like, how are you navigating like these hurdles? Yeah.
0: I mean, we have had to kind of halt any addition to the bra. Um, Mm -hmm. Aside from, we did launch a new color a couple months ago, like in the midst of COVID, but the design really didn't change much. We changed like a little piece of the side. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really need to do like a whole new fit sample and wear tests and fit models and all that. So we didn't, However, we do have plans to do a, a like pullover brawl, which that has to be halted because we do need our developer. We do need him. We need some to things. go to New York, yeah. And so, some things are having to be put on the back burner. Other things, like we did do a fit test at one point over Zoom, and just had to, you know, she told us like eh, it's tight here, it's whatever. Um, typically that would be a fit model I'm the fit model right now for yeah the lounge wear. we're <laughs> launching loungewear it's Rebecca. really close Rebecca's the fit model yeah <laughs> she's wearing it's gonna have a built-in bralette and the um tank we're doing a tank a dress and joggers and the tank and dress will have like a built-in bralette so she's been doing the the wear test and for weeks now on. I'm wearing it now and it is so comfortable yeah I walk my dog in it I I could feel like I could run in it it's not your typical shelf bra limited to that everyone wore in seventh grade <laughs> uh, it's like it's legit it's a legit bra so I love wear testing it but yeah it's been difficult thank god for zoom thank god for our LA factory willing to work with us and do zoom and I think everyone's struggling right now so I think everyone especially in this industry really want to help each other out yeah
1: you have the loungewear coming up. Like, what are your goals in this? We'll even just be super hopeful in this post-pandemic future of ours. What are your goals for the brand? And, like, are you launching anything additional? Um, we We really want to be,
0: like, the go-to brand for all things basic. Like, we're really – minimal style, simple, simple everyday wear, not like basic bitch wear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basics is in simplicity, not yeah. basic bitch. <laughs> the new definition. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, yeah, we're kind of, we're not loud dressers, so like you probably won't see very many bright colors, and I think we like simple everyday um, so we kind of want to be the go-to for your everyday necessities. Yeah, that's the goal. And we're, yeah, loungewear's next. We are pretty much done with it. We haven't Spring, gotten a firm ETA, but
1: everything's approved. Everything's, yeah, everything's done, done approved.
0: designed. So we're kind of waiting. Yeah,
1: that's so exciting. And I I am dressed, like I dress in a similar way where I love the neutrals. I love the basics. I love all of that. So this really speaks to me. And honestly, when I was looking at your website and you're social, like, that's what stood out to me. I'm like, you could just, everybody needs the basics, you know, like then you layer, then you do this. Like it's, it's your go-to. Yeah.
0: 100%. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
1: it's the, the perfect guy. market. And I'm, and I'm so excited and honestly, so proud of you guys for continuing to evolve, um, your offerings, even the all of this, I'm sure it's been, um, kind of a great escape, too, though difficult, to be able to continue to create during all of this.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's a great outlet for this shit, sh- shit show of a world. <laughs> <Time>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. It's exciting. So something different. And yeah, just being able to stay somewhat creative. And yeah, like you said, doing new things when it's kind of a bummer out there, right? So,
1: oh, no,
0: the best is yet to come. That's for sure. For sure,
1: it truly is, and I, I, I see that for you guys too. Like, when people start putting bras back on, twenty-four-seven again,
0: 100.
1: this is it. You know,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. We're all gonna be vaccinated. Across. Yes, and we're all gonna go to dinners again. <laughs> and so you need and your So you got to put on a bra.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Honestly, it's funny. I'm. It fully inspired to order off of your website after this, because oh. not only did I hate hate the lines, but now you're talking about the comfort and the design. So you're you've already sold me. Oh good, oh, good. it is comfy. Yeah, it's very good. I do
0: have to say, <laughs> we're biased, we're like, biased. <laughs> so we are biased. We've gotten it. good feedback. Just look at the reviews. Yeah, peers will tell <laughs> yeah. you. Make your you. Decision.
1: <laughs> so really, to wrap it all up, to Because we've covered so much from not only your personal journeys, but also kind of your trajectory and your hopes uh, for Twinks. Like, what are your little pieces of advice or just tips that you would give someone right now trying to start their own business and and even really being a female entrepreneur in the world right now? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah.
0: First, I'd say tell people, tell anyone who will listen and really... It holds you accountable. Uh, we shot an email out four years ago to is anyone that we have ever come across paths with in life. Like anyone who would listen. We told everyone and the support will keep you going. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're kind of held accountable, which is really nice. And people come out of the woodworks being like, that's so cool. It's just, and it's cliche, but like, just do it. Especially in product-based. I, you could probably speak more to service-based. I I'm, imagine it's the same thing. It's not like you decide to start a business start an LLC and all of a sudden you have to pay a hundred thousand dollars like you can piecemeal it like mm-hmm. save you're on your own timeline again so right. just go for it and even if you fail I feel like the fear of failing is something that holds people back but now that I've done it I'm like if we failed tomorrow I still think it's really cool and that we did it so, so like would your friend like so would our friends I think the support went and it's not embarrassing and if you're you're not gonna get judged by anyone and if you are ditch the asshole people you're hanging out with <laughs> yeah who are your friends <laughs> and it's like it'll be struggling but it, it it's good to struggle just think of every challenge sorry we're just gonna go
1: on, oh my and God. on. please no i love it
0: <laughs> i think i think everyone should think of a challenge or a hurdle or you know hardship that will be a, just another story you can tell when you are successful You can tell it on a podcast. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And then decompress. Oh, yeah. To speak to her, like, meltdowns, like, when we first started. (laughs) You've got to, like, disconnect and decompress. Like, there will be times where we'll we'll be on a walk, and I'm like, do not – I don't want to talk about twinks. Like, we need to talk about Bravo reality shows or JonBenet Ramsey or, like, some (laughs) –
1: (laughs) <laughs> we need to talk
0: about true crime. Put on my favorite murder podcast, like palette cleanser. I do not yeah. want to talk business. And you've got to do that. Yeah. I am right just really good at snapping me back to I'm reality. Like, I don't want to hear the good. word twins. Right I will now. go listen to Radio Rental. Have you listened to Radio Rental podcast? No. Let me write this down. Are you into like true well, true crime slash just weird stories? Yeah.
1: Love it. But so I think that, that that's a that, good point that you made that brought us to the podcast was like, you have to stay balanced.
0: You do. Or you'll get burnt out. You'll like, get so sick of it. So yeah, yeah you've got to like know when to disconnect, take time, for just take time, do something. Normal.
1: It's such an overwhelming and even me on an extremely small scale compared to what you guys are dealing with. It's like, I'm not an LLC, but you have to like, get a website, become an LLC, yeah. buy the newsletter software and like create newsletters. And just like, literally there's so much involved in starting in a legitimate business. Exactly. It's so hard. There's I mean, so much and there's
0: no set checklist to like help you guide you. You just I got, really
1: want one. I yeah. Want one. Wouldn't
0: that be good? That's an invention right there. Really? You could sell it for thousands.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we covered so much. Like I said, we've gone through the whole life cycle here and we gave people so many incredible pieces of information and advice. Um, I'm sure we could talk forever because like running a business in this climate, <laughs> there's yeah. so much going on.
0: <laughs> 100%. For no, sure. This was fun. This was like therapeutic. This is great. <laughs> this was like a therapeutic us. Perfect
1: but, Saturday Galentine's activity. For Happy Galentine's Day, everyone. Happy yeah, thank you so much. Day. This
0: was awesome. This was so much fun.
1: Yeah, thank That's you. So and please plug all of your social, your website, anything coming out. I'll put them in the show notes as well as on social, but feel free to shout out whatever you want. Oh, good. Instagram's number one. So follow
0: us <laughs> on Instagram, Twinks, T-W-I-N-N-K-S t- yeah, t- underscore n- C-O. Twinks company, um, two ends because one will get you gay Twinks, porn, which is great, which <laughs> we're here for, which we love. But two ends, yeah, two. <laughs> yeah. Website www.twinks2ends.com, yep. And then Facebook's Twinks, yeah. two ends, <laughs> <laughs> or one end if you're into it. Look, look,
1: listen, do we're not here yeah. Do you? That's hilarious. Well, thank you guys so much. Hopefully, we can chat again and even maybe meet next time you're in LA when it's safe. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Please,
0: thanks. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Me. Thank you.
1: All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.